Welcome to the Halloween Unleashed Podcast. And now, here are your hosts for the week. Welcome everyone to Halloween Unleashed. I am your host, Chris Morgan, and this week we are going to do part two of our history of the H2O mask. So, um, there was a lot of really good feedback from last week's episode. Um, a lot of people were happy to see that we were finally doing that episode. But on the other side of the coin, there was a lot of confusion. I had probably... 30 messages that said, hey, why did it just cut off? And I guess people didn't read that it was part one of two episodes that uh, we were eventually going to um, put out. So for those of you that uh, I snapped at a little bit, I do apologize. But, you know, you have to understand that when I put it in writing that um, this is a part one of two episode. Um, it's right there in the description, and then I'm getting bombarded by messages. Unfortunately, that is a personality trait that I have is, you know, when I start getting bombarded by the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, my patience runs a little thin. So for those of you out there that uh, did listen, that did uh, put it out to me, that it did cut off, I'm sure you had the best intentions, and it was a little confusing, so if that's the case, I do apologize uh, for snapping back. But um, that's neither here or there. This week, we are going to dive into the rest of the replica H2O masks that have been produced and put out there. And um, for those of you that joined us Saturday night on our live episode, um, it it was weird. Um, I'm just going to say that it was probably one of the weirdest live episodes that I have ever produced. Um, and then, and the entire run that we've done live broadcasts. Um, I was initially scheduled to start the broadcast at nine o'clock. Um, I went out Saturday morning, met family who was in town, uh, went to their hotel um, went for a hike earlier that morning, then went to the hotel, um, spent all day by the pool, drinking a little bourbon, but, uh, watching the kids play in the water and go down the slides a million times, etc. that, you know, we got out, we all got out of the pool about five o'clock, went up to the hotel room, got ourselves, uh, ready for dinner, went out to dinner and, uh, Apparently in Central Florida, there was a uh, cheer competition going on that I had no idea about. And plus, uh, I totally forgot, since I'm in my 40s, I totally forgot that uh, spring break's going on right now. So every place we tried to go eat had an hour and a half on average wait. So we ended up at Red Robin that um, had a three-minute wait time. So we went right in, probably had one of the best meals ever. Very gluten-friendly menu, which I was shocked about. Um, they really take care of celiac and gluten allergies um, at that restaurant, so I highly recommend them if you have gluten allergies. Hit up Red Robin. Um, the beautiful thing is about their french fries, most places I go, I can't get the french fries because they'll cook um, chicken nuggets in the same fryer as they cook the french fries and the breading on the chicken nuggets has gluten so typically uh french fries are out for me but uh at this restaurant they had a separate fryer that they cooked everything up in it was amazing but uh we didn't get to sit down to eat um until about 6 45 and then uh we we ate obviously and uh dropped family back off at the hotel and got on the road and it was a 45 minute drive i i uh, messaged uh my my moderators said let everybody know i'm gonna be about 15 20 minutes late and at the time that we got on the road i would have been literally right square on the money 15 20 minutes would have been it um but what ended up happening and this is the crazy crazy thing 
is uh, if you've ever been to Central Florida and stayed on International Drive down uh, around the theme parks, which is where my family was staying. Um, yeah, we caught every red light on the way out of there and they're all in sync. And of course, you got a bunch of people that are in town that don't really know how to put their foot on the accelerator when the light is green. And so people just ride their brakes all up and down and there's really only one good way, one good way out of that area until you get to a certain point. So instead of backtracking and adding even more time to what I was late, I just stayed the course and um, I ended up getting on the air about 45 minutes late instead of the 15 to 20. Um, but by that time, I think people had pretty much given up and said that, that we're not going to do this tonight. So we had a very small crowd and typically um, I love doing the dual stream from Zoom into Facebook Live and you have your choice, which one, whichever one you want to participate in. For those of you that uh, could never usually figure out how to use Zoom, and I, I'm, I'm shocked by this, that it literally has a link right there, has a passcode right there in the description, um, how to get into Zoom. But if that is too much for you to read, okay, that's why I started streaming to Facebook, uh, to the group on uh, doing Facebook Live. So that you could still participate. So we have dual chat rooms going on. Both chat rooms were surprisingly quiet. And we started off, like I said, I I imagined that we were going to cut 50% in half due to the late start. But uh, we started off with about 30 people in the Facebook Live watching us. And then it immediately dropped to like six, like within 30 seconds. Probably because, once again... People don't listen, people don't read, and they just saw Halloween 2 watch along and did not realize that this was a Mystery Science Theater 3000 themed episode where we were going to do a watch along, but it was going to be a Mystery Science Theater 3000 where we make fun of certain things throughout the film. I thought that that was going to be fun. Um, you get Corey, Aaron, and I bourboned up. Uh, whatever they were drinking, I was on bourbon, but you know, you get us drinking a little bit, you know, things are going to fly and it's going to get even crazier and funnier. Um, so, but yeah, surprisingly, like people were upset that we weren't just watching the movie, uh, with the volume up and everybody quiet and watching the film. And it's just like, we could have done that, but that first of all, it doesn't make good for good replays. And second of all, um, I never said it was going to be just a straight watch the movie with us. I've said many times in posts and on episodes that it's going to be a Mystery Science Theater 3000 type episode where we're going to commentate over the top of it and we're going to have the volume down. So I don't know how much more clear I could have been, uh, but apparently some people didn't get that message and tuned out because they were upset that... Uh, that we were talking over the movie. So um, I've said many times, I even said at the beginning of that broadcast, you know, if you just want to watch Halloween too, this isn't the episode for you. Tune out, you know, go pop your DVD in and watch it. But if you want to hang around and listen to some crazy banter back and forth and hear us rip on certain things that we've all noticed throughout the film for years, it's going to be a fun interactive show. But uh, both chat rooms were surprisingly quiet um, what always gets me, and then we'll get to today's episode, but what always gets me is a good portion, a good portion of the community, hobby, whatever you want to call it, continually says that how much they hate the drama in the hobby and they don't want to hear about it and they don't want to talk about it and they don't want to see people fight. But the second you mention that you're going to do an episode live with nothing but a drama fest, basically with bullshit, people are flooding with record numbers to watch it. You do something positive like a 
Mystery Science Theater 3000 watch along and uh, people tune out. It, it's it's fascinating. So people say one thing and do another and it's just kind of hypocritical. It's like, you know, uh, Corey and I were talking yesterday and Corey said to me flat out, he said, you know, that's why Howard Stern back in his heyday always did negative theme type episodes because people tuned in just to hear what he was going to say. And I'm just like, yeah, but that's just... It's so contradictory to what the hobby continually says that they're sick of. So, um, I don't know. You know, m- maybe maybe we need to address more drama in the hobby uh, for a lot of episodes. Uh, you know, I've had a few people reach out and say, hey, do this movie next. Do that movie next. Do what you did. That was a great one. We're going to have to rethink it and maybe do it a different way. Um, maybe we'll invite a very small group of people. Um, for a live event and not stream on Facebook Live. And whoever shows up, shows up, and then we'll have a roundtable discussion um, going forward. But we're going to rethink that a little bit. We're always going to continue to try things to improve the show, to try new ideas, to bring you guys fun and interesting content that you want to hear about. But uh, that's enough of my rambling. Let's get to today's H2O episode, part two, and enjoy it. And if we missed anything, be sure to hit us up and let us know. Uh, We'll be sure to uh, do a little insert and cover it again on one of the future episodes. All right, take care, guys, and we will talk with you next week. You know, that was a cool sidebar, but I I totally forget the, the question that you asked me before we went off on this long sidebar. So if you can kind of bring me up to what... I haven't gotten to as far as the question you asked. Uh, I'd like to pick so back. What up happened that. when you went to Tom in 2014 about, uh, about the, the H2O mold that he had, that he had stopped producing for a while. Oh, okay. Right. Um, so he told me that, you know, he had sold the mold and, you know, he, he, he would have loved to have sold it to me, but um, he didn't have it anymore. So I'm like, Oh, well that sucks. And I just kind of moved on and, that was kind of the end of it at that point. I didn't, I didn't think anything else of it. Who did he sell it to? Trick or treat studios. Okay. So, the, so that's why they look so alike then. So, so if he, um, if he sold it to them, then how come he's still making them again now? Um, that's a, that's a great question. Um, when I was coming back around in 2016, 2017 something somewhere around there when he started making them again i reached out to him i said hey i thought you already had sold this and that's why you couldn't sell me the mold but i see that you're making them again he said yeah um he said i was never paid for that mold um i thought that that could be the case he said because i knew how those two guys worked that run that company because i've known them since the beginning of time he said, so I made a backup master and sent them a backup master. And he said, I, I always kept my original. And I said, interesting. I said, I did, I did the same thing with the Night Stalker. So, um, you know, it's just funny that we both kind of got screwed on a very similar situation there. Um, but yeah, he said he was never, he was never paid for it. And the way he looked at it is if, if I'm never going to be paid for it, I'm going to make them. That's fair. Uh, the next mask on our list would be um, one you've got some recent dealings with, uh, the SSN varieties, and they've got the the Durand and the V2. Uh, so let's first cover the, the history of such and then what your uh, recent history of them has been. Okay. Um, so, where do you want me to start? Uh, let's do the Durand. What, what, what's the history on that bad boy? You had to say it, didn't you? What? Bad boy. <laughs> no, the the history on it from everything I know and what's been stated and, you know, through multiple interviews and through his own words um, is that both the Durand and the um, V2 come from a... Um, a screen used 
Stan Winston mold from from H2O. That's that's what's been stated multiple times uh, through his own words. So when the man who produced him tells you that, I mean, why would you not believe it? You know what I'm saying? So, um, but uh, from everything I'm understanding is it, it was one of the castings or one of the pulls from the, from one of the movie molds uh, that produced the V2. And uh, when he was running SSN, um, Darren Roberts, his partner, um, got involved and was helping him paint them and do all that. And Sean was just handling a lot of the business dealings and the orders and shipping Horrible. and all that stuff. But uh, um, that's that's as far as I know is both the Duran and the V2 um, have screen use lineage uh, to the ones without the neck extension. Okay. And you recently acquired both of those molds. You've been having a bit of uh, shipping delays as of late. Well, I got the I got the V2 in record time. I got it. I got that in about ten days. And just for context, what what country are are these arriving from? Denmark. Okay, so you you uh you got the V2 um it was offered to you, and you originally turned down the Durin, didn't you? I did because like um I saw I I saw two different things. I mean like number one, I saw. Uh, the condition that the Duran mold was in, it was going to have to be cleaned up. And for the price he was offering, because like the, the Duran had a chip in the ear and it was going to have to be fixed and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just was like, for the amount of money I'd have to pay for that. I don't want it. You know, I don't need it. I mean, I'm getting the V2 has screen use lineage and yeah, maybe the Duran has a slightly different look. It's a little bit of a, more textured pull versus the V2. But at the end of the day, it's like, really, I mean, they, they look very similar and, and a lot of aspects. I mean, not, not identical. People are going to hear that and go, no, they don't. This eye right here droops just, I mean, okay, fine. Okay. I said they looked similar. So as they should, as they come from the same damn place. Exactly. But, but the way I looked at it was they're not different enough for me to justify spending the extra money on the Duran and what the shape that it's in, because I'm going to have to take some time and fix it. And I just was not interested for that price to spend top dollar and that price range to, to do that. And that was my, my personal feeling on it. And um, for context, how much did you pay for the V2? <laughs> um well it started out you know he said he wanted um $2300 and I'm like it's a lot of money but okay um I read I I asked him could I send you a deposit you know so that you don't sell it out from underneath me he goes sure so I sent him $500 initially and then he said um just want to let you know PayPal fees on that was a hundred dollars and I'm going, what, really? Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Well, you know, when I send you the final payment, I'll throw an extra hundred in there, you know, and I'll try to, you know, uh, kind of calculate it better next time. Really sorry. You know? And so, um, and about a week later I sent the final payment and, um, which is, you know what? Roughly, I paid five hundred, so I owed him eighteen hundred and some change, and you know, plus the hundred dollars, so I owed him nineteen hundred dollars. So I sent him over nineteen hundred, and then the PayPal fees on top of it. And then he hits me back with, "Well, um, it took out more fees than originally had had uh, had anticipated." So I'm like, "Dude, I just paid you an extra." hundred dollars to cover for the last time i'm at now at a point now where i've i've spent uh more but why wasn't there a currency conversion issue too yeah like i wasn't understanding because i guess i didn't know he was in denmark yet i, I didn't know that and so he says well apparently the um the conversion rate from denmark to u.s is 
is causing the issue. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. You know, now it made perfect, perfect sense to me. So I'm like, all right. So when I did the conversion fee, I'm like, we're going to be running negative for the rest of time here. So I figured out what the difference was on the money that I owed him through the conversion. And I just went ahead and I paid that plus uh, what I owed him from previous. And now I'm up to $2,700 U.S. That market uh, economy's got their shit together. Yeah. So I'm just like, man, that's a lot of money. And initially I was going to, I was going to get the, get the eight from him if it was reasonably priced, but he wanted a lot more for it. I'm like, no, I, I got one casted off the screen. You just don't need it. You know? And I know we'll cover it. You already got as good as it gets. Exactly. So I didn't need it. I passed on it, but he's like, so you really don't want the Durand? I said, not for that price. And he goes, all right, cool. Well, I'll, I'll, it may take me about a week, but I'll get this shipped out. And that bothered me a little bit right there. I'm like a week after I pay. And so I, so I hit him back. I said, why is it taking? Yeah. I'm like, I just paid you $2,700 us. Why are you taking a week to ship it? He goes, Oh, I got to find shipping supplies. You know, that takes time. And I'm thinking to myself, then you shouldn't have been listing things if you weren't ready to ship. You know, that's just my opinion. Especially in them dollars. Yeah, so I was just kind of like, all right, whatever, you know. Um, but he, right before he shipped out the V2, he said, um, hey, um, for an extra $1,100 US, you know, I'll cover the fees and all that stuff for an extra $1,100 because he originally he had it listed for like 1900 Denmark. So I guess that probably would... I don't know. I don't know what the conversion rate is on that, but it probably would have been well over two grand. But um, he said $1,100 US, you can have the Duran too, and I can get that shipped out next week. And I said, okay. You know, um, so I bought, I bought that too. Didn't need it, but I was just like, well, you know, I can slowly roll the Durand out later on and I can clean this thing up when I have time and just not push it. You know what I mean? So, um, that's kind of what I was counting on. Um, the V2 got here, it was covered in all this dirt and mold and, you know, all this just nasty stuff, like it was left outside or something. So, I mean, I had to clean up the mold before I could even get a pull off of it. And, you know, he told me that the mold was, was going to need some like scrubbing, but I, I guess I didn't think it was going to be just downright disgusting when I got here, especially for the money I paid. So um, I got the V2 on February 9th. And on February 9th is when he, no, I'm sorry. I'm getting the two stories mixed up. Um, So what happens when you get over 40, you start mixing things up. Um, I got the V2 on February 16th. He shipped the Durand on the 9th. So he initially shipped on like the 5th or the 6th of February for the V2. And I'm thinking this got here in record time, 10 days. I'll have the Durand probably the 19th or the 20th at the latest, the 25th. You know, that's kind of what I was thinking just due to the fact of how fast it came like the V2 came. Well, what what started to worry me outside of the fact that, you know, dollars kept getting added to the to the bill <laughs> uh was the lack in shipping, you know, and needing all this extra time. So, I mean, I was already a little sketchy about that and then the fact that he said that he had the that he had the H8 sold Cause I asked about it again. I was like, well, if he's going to offer the Durand at a discount, maybe, maybe he'll offer the H8 at a discount and I can roll that out for people who really wanted a signature on it, you know, and wanted the SSN H8. Well, now you've got a choice, you know? So I was just curious, was no promises. I was going to buy it or anything, but you know, I asked him about it. He goes, no, I sold that. And it's, and he said, it's been shipped. 
I'm like, all right, well, cool. You know, um, glad you sold it. Well, um, I started looking up the tracking information. I was able to track the V2 all the way here um, with no problems. But if you've ever tried to track a package through the USPS website, and it says label has been created for shipment, there's no other information after that. You know that they created the label, but they never dropped it off. It's never been scanned in. That's what it read from uh, February 9th until like the 17th or 18th when I started getting worried about it. And what caused me to start getting worried about it is because all of a sudden I started seeing him post the H8 for sale in, um, in a lot of the groups like the Halloween market and other, and other groups. And so I started to say, what the hell? I thought he had this thing sold. Why is he relisting it? And then all of a sudden, like the post went away when he started being questioned on it. And I'm like, that's sketchy. Well, now I got a shipping label that reads that it, the label's been created, but it hasn't, but it hasn't been shipped. Now that's not sounding right either. So I reached out to him. I said, Hey, um, first of all, I thought you sold the HA mold and that you shipped it. He goes, Oh, well the, well the customer backed out. I'm like, okay, well then you never shipped it. So I said, okay, so apparently you never shipped it. Like you told me you did. Is that the same thing that's going on with my Duran? Because here's a screenshot of the, the tracking information where it says that the label was created, but never shipped. And then he comes back and immediately um, thinks that I'm accusing him of ripping me off. And at this point, all I'm doing is asking questions, you know, <laughs> so um, you have the right to ask I mean, how much money you have invested. Exactly. So he starts hitting me with the third degree. He's like, goes, so what are you trying to accuse me of? And he wrote in all caps with a bunch of question marks. And I'm, I'm going, okay, calm down. First of all, I'm not trying to accuse you of anything. I said, but don't you find it a little strange that it's showing right here that you created the label, but nothing has happened with the parcel since? Don't you find that strange? He goes, well, I don't know what else to tell you. I dropped it off. I'm like, well, if you would have dropped it off, it would have shown that it was scanned in at least. You know, this went back and forth. So he, I don't know what website he went on, but he, he sent me back a screenshot from like Denmark Post or something like that, that showed that that same exact tracking information, it showed that it was scanned in on February 9th and that it left the country the same day. And I'm going, that's a little peculiar. Why would Denmark Post show that it's completely left the country and everything's legit? But I go to my side and it's showing that um, nothing's happened with it. That's a little strange. And he goes, well, I don't know what to tell you. And he was just kind of done with it. I'm going, first of all, I'm almost $4,000 deep into this whole thing. And... I've gotten one mold off of it. And the way I'm looking at it is, is I just paid almost four grand for one of the two pieces that I had. I'm not one of these guys that are going to wait around 90 days to try and get PayPal involved because you don't know. So I'm one of those guys that if you said that you shipped it and I've given, and I've given it a reasonable amount of time, even if you count in all the COVID measures and things that are coming late and all that stuff, I gave it 38 days before I filed a, a PayPal claim. I filed a PayPal claim on it because he really wasn't answering my questions really. And I know that he was thinking that I was accusing him, but you know, he has to also understand from my perspective, the way this looks and there's nothing, none, nothing's making sense, you know, and he's already kind of backtracked on the resurrection mold so I'm just looking at everything from the bigger picture going, I need to protect my investment. This may not make him happy and I'm not trying to be a dick, but at this point I don't care. This is my money we're talking about. I just spent a lot of money on these things. 
So, so I finally, as of now, you're still waiting on the Berea. Yeah, and the label still says the exact same thing. Uh, well, hopefully you get your money back and it's all worked out and hell, maybe it'll just show up randomly one day. Yeah, I mean, I, I escalated the claim to to PayPal just a few days ago and I guess they're looking into it at this point. I think what really it's going to come down to is they're probably going to take care of the seller and the buyer because if it is truly lost in transit or whatever the hell's going on, they're going to give him his 1100 back and they're going to give me my 1100 back. Um, that's probably what's going to happen, you know? So that's what PayPal's for. We'll see. Um, but you know, for everybody that is upset of, Oh man, I was really hoping that you're going to get that. Well, all hope isn't lost. I mean, maybe someday in six months from now, maybe a magical box will show up. That's been beat to hell, you know, but, uh, maybe the mold will be inside it. What's that? box full of plaster. Yeah. You never know. You know, you just never know, but I'm just going to hold out hope and say, maybe it'll show up. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But right now it's in PayPal's hands, but I do have well, the V2. Can't wait to see one of those come out. Um, I guess the last mask, well, let me make a little sidebar here because I forgot to preface this with, we keep saying, you know, the Winston mask and you earlier used the Brett mask. Uh, we forgot to uh, go into it and we'll go into it real quickly. Uh, originally when they started doing Halloween H2O, uh, there was a whole lot of, you know, screen testing of masks. And there's that nice behind the scenes photo that's got people holding, you know, four or five different masks and some of them are uh, the H5 Hero, um, a pull from the H6 mold, uh, or leftover from the production of H6, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, a Don Post the mask from the time, uh, and I think what the, the K and B too. Um, so in the opening scene, you see that mask that looks like the Halloween 6 mask. And, well, that's because, it, correct me if I'm wrong, it is. Mm-hmm. Correct. And uh, so they had a leftover poll that was not completed, if I'm correct, from the from H6. It was just a blank, right? Yes. So they finished it, and uh, from what I read up on it, behind Steve Miner, the director's back, because he didn't like it, and neither did Jimmy Lee Curtis. They didn't like the, the curse mask, which is insanity. Um, they shot the opening Don't scene ask. with it. Right? And they uh, shot that opening scene with it, and that's the only one you see it. So it's basically an H6 mask. Um, and that's the same mask that Sean Clark would later used to make the curse, correct? Yeah, he um, he even shows it in his um, when he's showing his wall of of masks that he's collected, like from screen use props and stuff. Like he gets up the, to the Halloween six mask and he says, "Yeah, this was used in the opening scene of H two O," because when he, I guess he when he was looking for an an H two O original from the screen use, they said, "Oh yeah, we have one of these," and they pulled it out and it was the it was the Halloween six mask that they use at the opening of H2O. And so he says, well, that's a Halloween six mask, but I'll take it. And so he took it and he ended up still getting uh, an eight, like the, like you said, the, the brat mask. Uh, he got one of those as well. Uh, but yeah, that, that Halloween six pull that they used in the opening scene of H2O is what um, he used to make the curse and what I produced today. Gotcha. And then uh, what they would use for the first three or four weeks of production was um, K&B, who did the Halloween 5 mask, did a mask for them, which, you know, from how it looks and, and given what they were doing on set, sort of looks like a, uh, you know, a, a redone version of the, of the Don Post, the mask from the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it yeah, I call it the Brad mask because it. I mean, it literally, it's so jarring to me when I see it that, um, you know, there's a teaser trailer of this famous scene where they see each other through the window and the door where the original version with that mask is on. And mm-hmm. the first time I saw that trailer, I literally thought, who, who edited this? What the fuck is this? You know, it's like one of those like, you know, bullshit videos. Oh, look at this behind the scenes of blah, blah, blah. But no, it was real. And it freaked me out. I was like, what the fuck is this? And good old JLC, you know, after seeing some dailies a month later, apparently, was like, this doesn't look like Michael Myers. We need to change this. Um, And from what I've seen, I've only seen a couple 
K and B replicas. I, I know I saw uh, Ryan at SLFX working on one, and then I've seen the one by Tots. Where did the? Because the one that Ryan was doing is that a was that one also an SSN mold? Um, from everything I understand, um, quite on the set ended up with one of the SSN molds, and then Sean ended up selling the master or whatever to that mask to to trick or treat uh, that that's what i understand um i could be wrong but uh from everything that i've heard um through secondhand information that's that's what i've heard okay so there's not very many of them out there no um but just to cover the reason why you know you said it kind of looked like a like a don post the mask uh that's initially when the producers were were working on it is yeah, the Don post, the mask was, was out in all the stores and everything. Um, they could not use obviously the exact same likeness of the mask. So they said, well, let's make it look like the mask, but it not be the mask. And so they were just trying to go with, well, if we're able to create something that looks like people see in the stores, that's just going to help the brand. And that's kind of how, how that kind of happened. But I always said that the original uh, H2O mask, the brat mask, as you called it, the KMB, looks like a pouting, angry child. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of the way it looks. It looks it like does. it looks like Leslie Vernon and uh, like a like a pouting, uh, angry child had a had a baby together. <laughs> That's what it kind of looks like. So after that, they had the Stan Winston mask commissioned, which is what most people would identify as the H2 mask, H2O mask, which we've been talking about. All the ones we've talked about up to now have been that. Um, but due to some complications, and I find some of this hard to believe, um, you know, they reshot a lot of stuff and you can still see the K and B in a few scenes like, uh, like, uh, the flag, which he stabs him with the flagpole and he falls backwards, you know, some things uh-huh. that they either, either chose not to or, quote unquote could not reshoot um one of which being the scene where uh, charlie sees him in the kitchen and they <laughs> couldn't reshoot it i guess although i'm positive they still have that set um but they did the cgi mask does anyone produce that mold today yeah it's on someone's uh windows 95 dos computer um and it was created in the original version of microsoft paint so I'm sure somewhere out there somebody still has that file. Um, I could be wrong, but somebody probably has that file out there, and there would be your your digital mask. <laughs> I wonder if one day everyone, if someone's ever going to try to to sculpt that. It probably will. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. Um. So, and then we end up with the Stan Winston mask, which we're kind of back at, which is what we've been talking about—the one with the very tight mask that makes Duran's eyes pop out like crazy. Um, not like Busta's though. Not like Busta's. Not like Busta's. Um, which I like the mask uh, a lot other than, you know, how much you see his fucking eyes the whole time. But I, I like the shape of it a lot. Um, I always like the hair, which is one thing people always say is, oh, well, you know, no H2O mask has the, has the right hair on it. And, and, and there's a reason for that, isn't there? Yeah, and this is going to piss a lot of people off, but I mean, I wouldn't be me if I didn't piss at least one person off at least once a day, and that's okay. Um, it's better to be pissed off. Of course, it, it's, but it's better to be pissed off than to be pissed on. So, yeah, it depends what uh, you're into. It's better to be pissed off than pissed on. I'm just going to keep it at that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and this is by no means whatsoever me railing on anybody or anything. I'm just stating a fact. So for all those out there, they get your little feelings hurt, turn off your sensitivity meter and just listen to what I'm going to tell you and understand it's coming from a truthful place. The screen used H2O mask did not have Sally's Beauty Supply human hair weave as the hair. So all those people that are saying, 
Well, it comes with human hair. Okay, you can style it nice and it still looks pretty decent. But I'm sorry, it's still not accurate. It's too straight. It's too um, fake looking because it's still, it's weave. Um, and what was used on those masks, and you got to understand, I saw it in person, so I know what I'm talking about. In fact, the copy that Tom was told that he was casting back in 2004 was the scene where um, he's stabbing um, uh, Jody Lynn O'Keefe's character. Is it Sarah? Not Sarah. What's her name in the movie? Charlie's girlfriend. Uh, the one that likes to eat everything. Yeah. Fuck. I can't remember her name. Isn't isn't Sarah the either Josh Hartman's girlfriend or Sarah the main character? No, Molly was Molly was uh yeah, Sarah was the main character in, in, in H eight. Uh Molly was Josh Hartnett's girlfriend. I don't know. Um anyway. Jody Leno O'Keefe's character, the one that um Charlie was dating that likes to eat um, when she's getting stabbed over and over again. We got that low shot of him with the blade coming up and down, up and down. That's that's the I mask. Hate that that, shot. But that's the mask that Tom supposedly casted. Ooh, um, and there and there was and there was fifteen used in the production. So therefore, you know that makes sense. That would have been one of the fifteen. But um, Anyway, uh, the hair that was on it was much like, believe it or not, which which was much like the fiber that was used in the H6 mask, which um, was a type of Chewbacca fur, like a what the like a craft fur that a special wombat tank. Exactly, that. Um, was used in the 70s and the 80s and all the way up through the mid to late 90s. I think the last run that they produced at Joanne's Fabric, um, I know because I bought some of it to for David Pope to rehair my um, my curse mask that I got from Sean. Uh, but anyway, it, it was a fur that just like any anything that's good and good of quality, it ends up going overseas and being made for cheaper, and it ends up eventually sucking, you know. And um, this hair that is out, this fur hair that is out today, sucks. It is not the same. It is not remotely even styles the same. It's not as long. It's not as not the same color. I mean, everything about it's just different. And, um. What was used on the H2Os was a form of fur that was also used to make the Chewbacca suit and um, from Don Post. And that was all done with like a mixture of the of the Kirk hair. And then some areas had that fur backing uh, fur hair on it. So there and it's it's a different quality that. Like when people hear fur hair, they're like, oh, God, fur hair. There's no way it was fur hair. You're comparing the fur hair that you know versus what was produced way back when. And again, like I said, I saw the mask. I got to hold it in my hands. I got to run my hands through the hair and see the fur backing onto the back of the mask. I know what was used. I'm not just making shit up like some of these other fuckers do in this hobby that say, well, it was made with human hair. Actually, it wasn't. So basically you can't really get a hold of that stuff anymore. So you can only get as close as you can, you know, get with what you got. Exactly. But to say that, you know, well, it was hair with human hair, just like it was done in the movie. That's false. That's a lie. And that's stuff that the site that shall not be named has constantly said, because that is the narrative that they want to run. Which is what they my, do about uh, everything. Mine that Rodney did is is haired with uh, synthetic hair, and I like it because it's like perpetually styled and like the way he did it when he did it, and the way you know, you know how you get a box in the mail and you get to restyle the hair a little bit. Like I never had to do that; it's basically like plastic brush fiber, almost, so it stays in place, which I love because I hate to style hair and I'm not good at it. Right, but it, it gets the general look. It's got the spikiness. It's out. You know, it, it gets the job done. 
and that's the point is 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 if it looks good and you're happy with it that's all that matters you know but to sit there and say well it's the exact same fiber and you know just and then just repeat what you've heard on um a good for nothing website just because it has the name and the title it doesn't mean that it's accurate there's a lot of there's a lot of knowledgeable people, but then there's a lot of agendas too. And I think a lot of times that the agendas get mixed up into what's truthful and nobody knows what anymore because anyway, I, I could go on about that and then I could get hot and pissed off, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm just wondering when the, when the site that shall not be named just gets, you know, absorbed into a subreddit because I'm surprised that a forum based website even still exists today. Yeah, I had someone recently say, hey, you know, you ought to create a message board yourself. I'm like, nope, I did that once. Not doing it not again. Not there again. <laughs> no. And I said, you know, why anybody would create a message board-based website in 2021 is beyond me because everybody's on social media now. That's true. So out what's of, the point? Out-of-date technology. It really is. I mean, it was good for a time period, you know. But so we're Everything, uh, everything evolves. Um, the last one we'll talk about, uh, just because I know this one may get you uh, on a good tangent, is the uh, Father Phantom Studios Brothers Return V1 and V2. Fuck, you had to go there, didn't you? I did, but I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't. Well, prepare my inbox for all the screenshots. I'm going to hear about what this person's probably going to say because they're not going to mention that I'm just telling what was told to me and what he's admitted out of his own mouth. They're going to say, Chris Morgan was bashing you on his on his podcast, and they're not going to listen to anything else that I have to say. And then, of course, you know, the Chris Morgan's greatest hits is going to start coming out about how I'm a scumbag, a piece of shit, a liar, a recaster, everything that's been regurgitated that has been disproven, by the way. But I digress. Well, you're not a liar or a recaster. I'm not a scumbag and a piece of shit either. <laughs> At least you caught what I was going for there. Um, yeah, of course. If we didn't cover it, then you'd get a thousand messages about, well, you didn't mention the FPS, blah, 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 blah all this different shit. Um, right. So, I mean, you can't, you really can't win in this, um, in this conversation, but. We can, because we're going to tell the truth. That's true, but you know it. You know, um, and again, I'm not trying. When when I tell this story, I'm not trying to dissuade anybody from doing business with Ben. If you want to do business with him, that is your entertainment dollar. I have no business to tell you what you spend your money on. That is your cash. It is your preference. Whatever you want to do with it, that's fine. I don't care. I'm not saying any of that. I was asked a question, and I'm going to answer it truthfully of what I know. Their dollars and their two-year wait time, but I digress. Uh, what was the history on the uh, original Brothers Return? Yeah, there was a Brothers Return 1 and a Brothers Return 2. And the Brothers Return V1, I remember when he did it because I was still talking to him at the time. Um, I've since blocked him in 2017 when I called him out for other things, but I digress. Um Going back to the Brothers Return V1, it was a recast, retool of the SSN V2 mold. And he openly admitted it right out on the public forum that is now private on the site that we shall not name, but it has the, it has the name and the title. So everybody can use their own common sense if they have any and figure out what site I'm talking about. The post may still be up there if you look up, you know, uh, you know, SSN retool or something, or just look up posts that he's created. I think it was around 2014, 2015 when he posted it. I cannot remember exactly, but I remember him openly talking about in there that, you know, he got a copy of an SSN H2O V2 that he casted and that he's retooling and he's going to put out and he's going to call it the brother's return. And I remember that was the first time I got a little pissed off with him because I'm like, I don't. And of course you have everybody that is in there that has had constant thing, bad things to say about me praising him for it. 
And I just got more pissed off about it. I'm like, how are you going to, first of all, how are you going to go make up lies on me saying I did all these terrible things? I recasted this. I stole this. I did this and blah, 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 blah. All the Chris Morgan's greatest hits of everything I did, but you're going to turn right around, detest me for it turn right around and praise this guy because he was open with the community about what he did. He still stole a mask. Did he not? <laughs> I don't give a shit. You know, if, if I say, Hey, um, I just got this new car. I stole it from my neighbor down the street, but Hey, at least I was honest about me stealing it. Now I'm going to just put it out there and I'm going to start making copies of it. That's not right either. It's my biggest issue with the purge. I'm like, well, what happens if you steal something during it? Do you have to give it back when it's over? Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, that just that really went up my ass sideways, you know, and I, I, I didn't like it and I still don't like it. But that was the first time I was like, well, he's recasting. And um but I didn't say anything. I'm like, as long as he doesn't steal anything from, from, from the things that I produce, I, you know, I'm going to try to stay out of it. This doesn't, this doesn't affect me. It's just now I know. So, um, after that came out and he had his run going, um, magically, I don't remember when it was 2016, 2017. It was whenever Tom started re, uh, producing the, his, uh, H2O again. And now I'm going to tell people this. Tom told me the story and I got the screenshots to prove exactly what he said. So it's not like I'm, I'm speaking out of turn, but I am going to paraphrase basically what he told me because I don't have it sitting right in front of me is um, it was right after I called Ben out for uh, stealing, recasting, and retooling the 9899 Shatner that he tried to get a blank off of me for. And had I sent him a blank of my 9899, he would have done this with my blank and made his uh, Spectre mask. But lo and behold, I didn't do it. Thank God I didn't because I'd be really pissed right now. But when I called him out for that, I got a message from Tom and Tom's like, that motherfucker, you know, he just doesn't, he just doesn't stop, does he? And I'm like, what do you mean? And so he's, he proceeded to tell me, he goes, he asked me for the largest blank, which was a 27 inch that I produced because he said he had a large head, but he wanted to paint it up and put it on his display. And he wanted the neck extension, the whole nine yards. And he's like, and like an idiot, I sent it to him. And like about a month after he received it, um, lo and behold, he announces that he's coming out with the Brothers Return V2. And then a couple months after that is when it ca came out. And he's like, now, he said, you were there with me when when I casted that mask. Look at this spot, this spot, and this spot, because you know I had to clean that up. And I was like, yep. And he goes, look, it's still there. He goes, he recasted my mask. And I said, son of a bitch, he did. So... The Brothers Return V2 is a recast of the Morningside H2O um, coming directly from Dr Tom Smith himself saying it. Not Chris Morgan's opinion. Tom Smith, who produces the mask, told that to me. And people, it seems to be almost common knowledge at this point. People just don't care. They don't. You know, and I'll like, give well, it to Ben. He's a good painter, but... He is. I mean, he's a great finisher. Like I said, nothing that I say on this podcast is designed to dissuade anybody from doing business with him. I'm telling you stories of questions that I'm asked, and I'm telling them factually and accurately, and you get to make up your own mind because I used to, you know, wonder, let's like, you know, hey, why are people still doing business with this person and this person? They've been exposed by other people. Well, at the end of the day, not everybody pays attention, as we well know. Not everybody reads, which we well know. Not everybody listens or reads what you have to say, which we now well know. But at the end of the day, all I can do is provide information, and it's up to the people if they want to do business with him or not. It's up to them. But mo most of the time, collectors are like, you know what? I really don't care. I'm not getting involved in that shit. It's not for me to decide. 
I like the mask. I'm going to buy it anyway. Now, a lot of people either just never heard about it or have a short attention span or they just don't care. Uh, I know, you know, you and me know a few people that have bought from him knowing this information. And, you know, they waited 18 plus months. Some of them are still waiting and no refunds, no nothing, you know, not, 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 this is an opinion. It's just how it is. It's uh-huh. well documented by several people that wait times are terrible. You know, it is what it is. Well, you know, I, I have a friend of mine that uh, is a really good dude in this hobby that was told a three to six month wait and it's been two years. So uh, won't, won't issue a refund. Won't do anything. No. Maybe it'll show up. Maybe it won't. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But at the end of the day, it's just like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> um, this is not the first time I've talked about this guy. You know, um, he's been called out for his shady practices in the past. And this person commented on the thread that I made. So I'm just like, well, you willingly had the information and you chose to go a different direction. I'm sorry, but that's on you now. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I hate it for you, but I don't feel any sympathy for you. Yep. And that's not, uh, that's not a knock against this person. It's just, it's fact. Well, that's, uh, it, as far as I know on the H2O masks, the history lineage and, and, and uh, independent options, is there anything I missed? Um, at this moment, I can't think of any, but, um, I'm sure if we missed any, I, I will, we will definitely be the first to know. Cause it's not like, Hey, you guys did a great job. Well, Hey, I listened to the podcast. You guys missed this. Okay, great. <laughs> what about everything else that we gave you? You know, I mean, let's not just focus on the things that we missed. Let's talk about the things we did. Well, <laughs> uh, you're asking too much then, Chris. That's true. Yeah. Whatever. Well, uh, this is it. We've been fun. Be back uh, next week. We'll be covering the Halloween resurrection uh, masks and independent uh, options. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. I mean, that that one's going to be a much shorter episode, but um, definitely can't wait to uh, dial into that motherfucker. Uh, definitely want to thank you for having me back, Chris. I look forward to doing more of this with you. Uh, anyone who wants to see what I've been up to, you know, same. Social media is before the Cutting Room Floor DC, uh, Cutting Room Floor Facebook page and YouTube channel all on the same name. They're all linked together. You can, you know, get to all of them from one or the other. Uh, still got the T Public store open. So that's all still there. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, for anybody looking for anything Halloween Unleashed, uh, find us on Facebook, Halloween Unleashed the podcast. We have a business page and a podcast group. They are not the same. They are two totally separate entities. Um, so if you're following one, follow, uh, go join the other. The podcast page is definitely, or the podcast group. See, even I got it mixed up. The podcast group um, is more current. Um, usually the the podcast page is used for information on episodes that have dropped or t-shirts that have come out. So, um, but we got nearly 2,000 people following the following the business page, which is pretty cool. Um, would like to get the numbers up on the podcast group. So come join us there. Follow us on Instagram at Halloween Unleashed. And we do not have a Twitter anymore. So uh, I, I got off Twitter. Um, just, <laughs> I never liked Twitter. And I didn't either. It, it just, I, I just really don't like the, how it interacts and the way it, it's just, it's, it's weird. Unless you're, Unless you're a celebrity, there's there's really no reason for it. I much prefer Instagram myself. Me too. Me too. It's uh, it's where hashtags actually mean something now. True. Um, well, I guess until next week, I'll see you then, Chris. It's been good chatting with you. Yep. And for everyone listening, thank you for listening. And uh, don't miss the Halloween 2 live episode. Watch along this week. Mystery Science Theater 3000 style. And we'll be back next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to Halloween Unleashed. 
Be sure to download, rate, and subscribe anywhere you download your podcasts. From Apple, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And then join our social media channels at our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash Halloween Unleashed. On Instagram at Halloween Unleashed. And on Twitter at HWeen Unleashed. Be sure to share our episodes in your horror groups on your timeline and on Instagram. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Halloween Unleashed.